Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. And that involves more time together with our families. More books, more movies, more board games. And most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Yeah, so he was in a super small budget indie movie, but there was there was a line, you have to be brave before you can be good. And mm. I loved it. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I feel like I'm a total fangirl right now, but so Gladwell's podcast, mm. you know, Revisionist History episode that came out last week was a little bit about his dad, but also about the chain of assistance, personal assistance that he's hired. And how he, he doesn't really seem to devote a whole lot of time on their experiences, but more so on, you know, who they are as, a, as an individual. Or, or really just whether or not he enjoyed their conversation, their 20-minute interview. I feel like it might be a little bit about that. You might like it. It's called Hamlet Was Wrong. It's on my list now. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. No, I, I like the idea. I think in the past, that's something that can easily keep me from doing whatever it is because you know i I have high expectations or high standards of myself and can be my own biggest critic pretty easily so yeah the idea that you have to do something and not be good at it before you can actually be good or skilled so yeah for sure anyway so that could be speaking of the (laughs) the mid-conversation place that we pick up there it it could (laughs) it definitely could i don't know if gladwell would charge us for that he, he should, knowing how big we're going to be. Oh, yeah. He's going to get so many more listeners than he already has <laughs> because of us, Phil. Right. He might actually lose listeners because of us. Definitely. So I feel like we're a little rusty. Maybe maybe it's important to, to mention now that this is actually our fourth iteration of this podcast. Okay, so is it really the fourth? I thought it was the third. It might be the fourth. Yeah, it's... Well, there were... Two that we actually cut tracks on, and then one was just an idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've Which had a lot of ideas. This one, so yeah. I feel like we've had a lot of ideas throughout the years. So, yeah, not just podcasting, but t-shirts, messenger bags. Yeah, we've we've definitely tried a bunch of different things. We we've started some bands together too. We've not really finished any bands. We've started a lot of things. I think maybe we're just waiting for the right thing. And this is it. I'm excited. So. This concept, when did we first start talking about it? I was driving to my office and it was raining outside quite heavily. And you asked me who does most of the cooking at home. And I thought it was such a bizarre thing to ask, especially because it was in the morning. It was 9 a.m. or something. And you kind of do this thing where you'll interview me without (laughs) me knowing that it's an interview. You've totally done it number of times. And a few days later, you said, Phil, we should start a podcast called Dad's Kitchen. And so here we are. So do you want to maybe talk about what Dad's Kitchen is? Yeah. So I think I grew up in a home where food was a little more utilitarian. And so food prep was just kind of something that you had to get through. And it was definitely my mom that made all of our meals. Like my dad, I'm sure he would love to help out because he you know was super is super involved and in, in, engaged in everything but the kitchen just wasn't his place i don't th- think he would even know where to start t- 
to warm up a meal in the microwave. And I don't know if it was the, when you guys just moved out to South Carolina and we came out to visit you, it might've been, but you were just as involved in the kitchen as Ashley and you were kind of really excited about it too. And I thought it was really cool and just different. It was different from what I grew up with. And even just, even just being married to Molly, I've seen a different approach to food and a different, a different relationship to food and not necessarily in a bad way, just a different appreciation from kind of the ground up, literally, I guess, an appreciation of where food comes from and the thought and effort that goes into it. And then the enjoyment of it together is not necessarily just something to, you know, like we have to do every day and, and rush through just in that utilitarian type of way. So when we were out there, I, I definitely remember you being a lot more engaged and involved. And there was part of me that thought that it was really cool and would love to eventually be there someday. And I'm sure Molly would enjoy that as well, especially, you know, working and the expectant mom that she is right now. But honestly, like I don't, I don't even know where to start when it comes down to it. She's just, she's just kind of on top of it. She, you mean you don't know where, where yeah. to start in regards to cooking? Yeah, absolutely. Molly, it just comes natural to her at this point. She comes up with meal plans and knows exactly all of the ingredients that we have and what she needs to get. And if there's something that is maybe going to be a little too expensive, how to sub that out. Or if we don't have something, how to uh, sub something else for that. I mean, she did kind of go to school for that. So she has that in like her favor. But honestly, like I, I wouldn't even know exactly where to start. If, if I had a recipe and if I had ingredients in front of me, I could absolutely make something and really, really enjoy it. But kind of getting to that point was always a little bit of a challenge. It just took a lot to figure out. So especially with new little kiddo on the way, I want to be able to really help out that way and you know, relieve some of her workload. Yeah. And I, and I think I should probably mention now, it is entirely possible that this kiddo you're, you're mentioning could be born tonight which would make you father 2.0 with, with kid number two. So yeah. I think that's, that's pretty exciting. But I do remember that, that trip that you guys came out east to, to see us. And I don't really remember a whole lot of what I cooked, but I do remember I made these, these meatballs in like some sort of wedding meatball type soup, Italian wedding meatball, whatever. And I remember there were these infinitesimally small meatballs. And it took me like an hour and a half just to roll these stupid little things. And uh, I, I don't know what came over me to want to make that recipe. I'm fairly certain that I came up with it maybe about three hours before you guys got into town, um, which is pretty, pretty on brand for me. I'll tend to just, I'll tend to just decide, uh, you know, what I want to make and then, and then make it. And oftentimes that's going to the store, which drives Ashley insane. She cannot ever go to the store without a plan. And so it makes, it makes for some pretty interesting times in the kitchen for sure. And I often screwed up. I, I mean, I fail a lot, you know, and I think I, I wanted to do this podcast because I think there's, there's probably a bullet point list of 
certain recipes that I'm relatively good at. But I think when I skew from that list, I, I just really don't know at all what I'm doing. And I, I was interested in doing this podcast because I'm generally interested in learning how to be a better cook, how to understand what the cooking theory is and what spices go together, where, where you contrast certain you know, vegetables and proteins. And, and, and I feel like Molly, your wife, is super good at that. Like she, she understands the theory behind it. And maybe that's because she's got that culinary background from, from school. We, we don't have that. And so maybe if for no other reason, I thought this podcast would be fun for us so that your wife could teach me how to cook. Goals. Yeah. And that kind of brings up just a, a few things to mind that I have been really thinking about. Maybe even more so over the past, you know, five, six years and just the last little while that we've been thinking about this podcast specifically. But um, just to the idea that it's okay to to run to the store just for a meal that you've thought up right now. Or it's okay to kind of improvise and deviate from maybe what you think of as the set standard rules. I think I always thought of cooking as something that was a little mystical, that there was some kind of magic going on behind the curtain. And if I didn't follow all the rules exactly, I was just going to massively fail and everything was going to be ruined. Because I didn't, I didn't feel like there was a lot of room for error, but I think I've realized that there is a lot more of that. There's, there's a, there's a lot more forgiveness to cooking than I originally thought. And that's kind of a freeing thought. So how do you think this involves our kids? Why, why, why dad's kitchen? You know, I guess in some way it makes us better husbands, but sure. I feel like growing up so much of life just happened in the kitchen. So many of my memories were sitting around the kitchen island, just hanging out with friends and, and or my mom and sometimes my dad. And it's not that my dad was necessarily absent at all. He, he was always there. He was you know just a few feet away in his office and he was always there to spend time with. But there's, there's something about the kitchen that like people gather and, and life and warmth and community all happen there. If that's where life's happening and that's, that's where our family is, I want to be there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think my, my upbringing is, even has a slightly different angle in that you know my dad was a single dad for a little while. And I, I, I remember, I think I was like six years old. I mean, really young. Some of my earliest memories were my dad introducing me to new things, new flavors and new even even simple things like I, I'm pretty sure one of my earliest memories was when my dad let me scramble an egg for the first time, and it was terrible. I mean, I've got a six year old right now, and she's learning how to crack an egg. And my four year old, I think, is probably better at cracking an egg. And it takes everything within me not to just steal that egg away from her and and try to do it for her because I really don't want eggshell in my mouth, but she's, you know, they're, they're both getting it. And it's, it's really kind of fun to, to watch them do that. And then think back of, you know, when I was six and when my dad uh, let me do that, that sort of thing. And so, so life does happen in the kitchen. I, I don't really know why necessarily, but it is a place to gather. 
It is a place where we go when we grieve. It's a place where we go when we celebrate. And I think it's a place that we can go to challenge ourselves to not just be better dads, but better husbands, especially when we've got kids on the way. So yeah, pretty, pretty excited about that. I think for sure. I was at the library with my kids and we were doing like some live read aloud with, uh, with Daniel Tiger and, you know, some, some person shows up in a Daniel Tiger costume and reads a children's book. And there was probably like 250 kids there. Most of the adults were mothers. I think Ashley was out of town. She might've been in Colorado. And so I was there with the kids, just, just the three of us, myself and my two girls. And most of the adults were moms, but of the dads that were there, it seemed like, and, and I should note, so I, I live in South Carolina and this event took place on a Saturday morning in the fall. So it was college football season and that's, that's all that seems to matter down here. And all the dads during the event were just staring at their phones. I'm looking around the room and they're all glued to their phones, just checking football scores. And I just remember being so disgusted that that was more important to them. And I, I know that's, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, you know, so much high and mightier than thou, but I just really didn't like that scene. And if, if my kids are interested in a Daniel Tiger read aloud event, then I want to be interested in that as well. And, and so if, if it's not a Daniel Tiger read aloud event, if it's not some silly opportunity for your kids to hear a character read a book, then why can't it be the kitchen? And we all love food, you know? So, I don't know. So, kind of with that idea of life happening in the kitchen, it kind of seems hard to sit in a studio. I I love the idea, and I know we're still figuring out exactly what this whole thing is going to look like, but I love the idea of just diving in and making dinner and trying. Uh, Even even though, you know, we're 1,700 miles away, we've still been able to stay connected with kind of like virtual telemeals and why not cook together and try and figure it out? And so yeah. that, that, I think that's going to be part of our format. That's something that we've talked about, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh, I, I don't think we can have a cooking podcast without doing some cooking. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, I think you're the one that's set everything up social wise. So as we try and figure out how to, how to be better cooks, how to connect with our families better. Do you want to let people know how they can stay in touch with us in this process? Sure. Yeah, check us out, Dad's Kitchen Co. on Instagram, dadskitchenco.com. I think we're on Facebook too, Dad's Kitchen. Cool. Yeah, we should, should have some fun with it. I think we'll have some fun sharing some some pics on the Insta of the meals we create and just kind of engaging. And, and we want to hear from the listeners, you know, what you guys are making. We want, to, we want you to share all, all, all the all the fun stories that you've had with your kids, with your spouses and, and real life stuff, you know, I mean, if, if you're out of propane, so you order a pizza, that's, that's great. Like we, we want to hear about that kind of stuff too, you know, which by the way, I think we as dads, I don't think that the grill has to be our only domain, you know, so, sometimes I feel like my first 10 or so years as an adult cooking for me meant grilling and then grilling meant propane because it's often the cheapest and the easiest way to go. We can be better. We can do better than propane. Not to say that grilling is bad either. Grilling is super fun. I know you're a charcoal guy and, and I'm also excited for, for Molly to tell me 
what I could have done better. We should just have a segment where she judges everything that we make. I think it'd be great. Definitely we need to have a segment where she can she can hop on at the end and tell us all the things that we did wrong. Yeah, we'll probably have uh, a, a bunch of feedback, uh, maybe from people that are listening, as well as their wives. So, Because we're definitely not going to get it right, but we're going to try. So, Phil, here's to being brave before we're good. I like that, Chris. Can that be our tagline? Dad's Kitchen, brave before good. Oh my gosh. Terrible. Yeah, a little bit. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks, Phil. Looking forward to it. And yep, I'm sure we'll have some type of clothes or something to play right now. Dad's Kitchen.